Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys. Tuesday, November 14th, Ian Cameron with you, and we are ready to break down the Tuesday NHL card. Uh, we've got a bunch of games as usual in action for a Tuesday. Uh, break those down in a moment. Alex B. Smith uh, will be here momentarily, hopefully, although he is a little under the weather just before the show, a little nauseous uh, right now, but hoping to have him in a few moments. Uh, looking forward to this Tuesday card. Before we get into that, of course, we'll recap the Monday uh, events, just two games in the NHL. Um, we saw, obviously, the Edmonton Oilers in the debut of Chris Knobloch behind the bench uh, get that, the usual, uh, wash, rinse, repeat, first game with the new head coach, and that team wins. And it happened again last night, 4-1 to one for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, it looked like same old Oilers early, uh, running around in their own zone, give up a goal in the opening minute to Matthew Barzell. Uh, but they did settle in after that and got better as the game went on. Still gave up 33 shots, but if you actually look at the totality of that game, if you were watching it, there is no question that you know they weren't giving up really the high danger chances that I think have really plagued them uh, in uh, recent uh, years. So uh, right now, all kinds of um, situations for Edmonton, which you know, I felt that they settled in as that game went on. And what was really good to see is, you know, the two leaders who have, let's be real, they have not played at the level that we know they're capable of. And I'm not saying they've been awful, but they have not been great. And they, you know, I don't think they've even been good so far this year. They've been average, decidedly average, based on what they're capable of. And of course, we're talking about number 97, uh, Connor McDavid, and of course, Leon Dreisaitl as well. Both of those guys really stepped up for the uh, Edmonton Oilers last night. They played solid games. McDavid gets a, a power play goal and an assist. A huge four-point night for Leon Dreisaitl, a goal and three assists for him uh, in the victory. So that's where it's got to start for the Edmonton Oilers. you got to have your best players leading by example, especially after a coaching change. Uh, and there is no question we saw that from Connor and Leon. Both of them were solid. They kind of led the way. The general leads. The troops will follow. I have said that a lot on this show. Uh, and that's exactly what we saw from uh, the Edmonton Oilers last night. So good start in the Knobloch era. But again, it's one game. They've got to string wins together. It does you no good, especially with the uh, hole that they have dug themselves into early in the season to win this game and then lose the next two or something like that. They got to build off this last night in that 4-1 win against the uh, Islanders. What, really, it was a weird game. Really, it's kind of like a dead even night for me as far as sides and totals where we had the first period puck line for both Edmonton and Colorado. Neither of those cashed, but we did have the team total for both of them and they both cashed. Uh, it took until the second period for both of those teams to get going offensively last night. Uh, call, uh, Edmonton with the 4-1 win against the Islanders and Colorado with a 5-1 win against Seattle. Very sluggish first period. Uh, I can only imagine what maybe Jared Bednar said in the intermission, but it was certainly a better Colorado team from that point on. Five unanswered goals to beat the Seattle Kraken, five to one. There's another team I'm concerned about, Seattle. Just no traction whatsoever uh, for that team this season. And it's been uh, obviously very disappointing to see the way that they have played 
uh, early in the year. Uh, they have definitely uh, underachieved. We're talking about how we thought this team was dramatically underpriced as far as the futures market coming into the year. And all of a sudden, you know, we see them struggling to this degree. Offense has been hard to come by. They are battling injuries. Burakovsky, Everly, a couple key forwards out. But I don't think it's really the deal breaker as to why uh, Seattle's failing to score goals. This has been a problem for them all year. They just haven't been uh, that same uh, dynamic offensive group that we saw at times last year. So, you know, all kinds of issues right now for the um, uh, for the uh, Seattle Kraken, uh, especially offensively. And uh, credit to the um, to the um, Colorado Avalanche last night. Uh, they were able to uh, respond to Jared Bednar's criticism for uh, a pretty poor uh, effort, especially in the third period the other night uh, when they took on the um, St. Louis Blues. It was just absolutely terrible to see the way that game just got away from the Avalanche. But a much better effort last night from them, uh, and they end up getting the uh, victory uh, against the um, uh, Seattle Kraken. And uh, very, very happy as well late in that game. And it was late. Uh, that 5-1 goal to see uh, Big Val Nachushkin get on the board. We did mention we thought his props were uh, worth a look last night uh, in that game, uh, and, he, and he was able to come through and score that fifth goal uh, for the uh, Avalanche last night in that victory. Shout out once again to it's becoming a, uh, uh, an Ice Guys show tradition, but we are extremely appreciative uh, of it from Poe Degen Stoner, $2 for Ice Guys Drinks and Snacks Fund. Exactly. Uh, for our BetCasts. Exactly. And by the way, we will have a BetCast next week exclusively for our Ice Guys Family Plan YouTube channel members and our Patreon page members as well. And we're not going to tell you the day or the time, though. This is going to be one of those surprise, you know, BetCasts here where we're just going to put the link uh, in on the Patreon page, the YouTube link, put the YouTube link on the uh, community tab. For Ice Guys Family Plan members, just at a moment's notice, and bam, here we are. It's a live BetCast. We're on the air now. Here we are. Uh, it'll be a day next week. That's the only hint we're going to give you, is that it will be uh, one day next week that we will do that. So, uh, yeah, the beer fund. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, drinks and snacks is in. Yeah, beer fund, Dave Marino. 100% for me it is anyway, uh, the beer fund for the uh, BetCast. So next week we will have one. And don't forget, we've got one the, our main betcast, our primary betcast, our open to the public free for all betcast uh, is coming your way two weeks from tonight, Tuesday, November 28th uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And it's a pretty good night of hockey that night. So uh, we are definitely looking forward to it. Uh, the, that betcast on November 28th, uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. All right, let's get into the Tuesday card. Alex will be here momentarily. we got Pittsburgh and Columbus. Uh, Penguins minus 185, uh, road favorites here, six and a half uh, being the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, look, um, credit to them. Tough spot off a long road trip out west. Come back home and uh, shut out the Buffalo Sabres, although Buffalo was pretty brutal in that game. But credit to Pittsburgh, 4 nothing win, uh, four straight wins for the uh, Penguins. So playing some better hockey here as they make the trip to Columbus to take on the Jackets. Uh, this Columbus team is struggling right now. Uh, they've lost five straight games. Uh, Adam Fantilli, I applaud him. He's a rookie. He doesn't have to try to, you know, say stuff. That should be Boone Jenner's job. That should be Patrick Lyonnais' job. That should be Johnny Gaudreau's job, who continues to have a disappointing season right now for the Columbus Blue Jackets, to say something and to show a little piss and vinegar and agitation and anger and being upset about the start. Uh, here's Adam Fantilli. He's the one that sounds more upset than anybody about the way the team started. Loved what I heard from him after that loss in the shootout to the New York Rangers, where it looked like Columbus had the victory 
Alexi Lafreniere ties it in the dying seconds, and then the uh, Rangers go on and win in the shootout. It's Adam Fantilli, the rookie of all people, who's got just a handful of games into his NHL career, speaking out, saying, I'm sick of losing. I don't like losing. We shouldn't like this feeling. We need to be better than this. We feel we've got the players to be better than this. I mean, that's Fantilli's got to come out and say that. Why Why do I want to hear shit like that from Goon Jenner uh, or Goudreau? Why am I hearing that from a guy that's barely played a dozen games in the NHL as a rookie? So you talk about right now a lack of leadership right now uh, from the Blue Jackets. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not – and look, I like Boone Jenner. He's a nice player, okay? But I, I think from a captain's perspective, if you're going to be the leader of this team, you've got to try to put your foot down right now. Uh, and I, I just haven't seen that kind of response from him in particular uh, for this Jackets team. Uh, so what will you get from Columbus right now? I'm not so sure. They're not a team I'm rushing to take right now, obviously. And they've been dominated by Pittsburgh. If you actually look at the series history, yes, Columbus did beat Pittsburgh 3-2 uh, in overtime uh, in the last uh, meeting between these two teams here at Nationwide Arena last April, 3-2 Columbus in overtime. Remember, that was that cost one of the costly games that Pitts, really killed Pittsburgh's chance to make the playoffs. They had the Chicago loss at the end of the year, and then they lost that game in overtime to Columbus. And by then we knew it's over for Pittsburgh. They're not getting into the playoffs. So, you know, we'll see if they can, uh, maybe they remember that. Who knows? Because this is the first time they've played Columbus since then. But prior to Columbus winning that game, Pittsburgh had beaten Columbus in eight straight games uh, between the two teams. So pretty one-sided series history in favor of the Penguins, regardless of whether the game's been in Pittsburgh or Columbus. Uh, that being said, the last two meetings, uh, overtime, both of those games, March 7th last year, 5-4, Pittsburgh in overtime in Pittsburgh. And then, as I mentioned uh, just a moment ago, that 3-2 Columbus win in overtime. So I think the draw could get there tonight. And we have seen Pittsburgh you know, play some close games, uh, the overtime game against L.A. to end the road trip. Columbus went to a shootout against the Rangers on Sunday night. Uh, they have gone beyond regulation in four of their last 10 games. So if you've been betting the draw on Columbus games in each of their last 10 games, four of those games have gone past regulation. You're definitely up and money and plus units and profitable uh, betting the draw right now uh, with the uh, Jackets. So I like the draw a little bit here. I think it's going to be a close game. I think I, we will see a step-up effort from the Jackets uh, here in this game. If you actually look at the way they've played at home, they've played – you know, they've been right in every home game. 3-2 loss to Anaheim, 2-0 loss to the Islanders, but it was an empty net goal that put that game away. They had the uh, victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning, 4-2 at home. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, which is actually the only win they've had in their last 10 games. Uh, and then the Dallas game where they had that hot start, 2-0, uh, and then Dallas came back and ended up winning that game by a score of 5-2. So, um but they've been competitive at home, and I don't know if Pittsburgh's going to run away and hide in this game. So the draw, I'm interested. And again, you can get a nice price. I also like the over in this game. It's I expect goals. I know Pittsburgh earmarked them as an over team coming into the season, and the last um, two of the last three have stayed under. But I think when you look at Columbus right now, four straight overs, scoring enough goals. Like their offense has been there, but they are certainly struggling to keep the puck out of their own net. We kind of figured that might be an issue for them this year. It's been an issue really for this franchise for years. It's just they just have not been anything but a below average defensive hockey team. Uh, the blue line has just never had all that great quality depth. And don't forget, they traded away at the deadline last year to Los Angeles. One of the better shutdown defensemen that they had in Vladislav Gavrikov, 
who, of course, is no longer there. So I think when you look at Columbus, they miss him as far as defensive prowess is concerned. Uh, Jari and Merzlikens going to be the goaltending matchup here in this game. This continues to be a struggle for Merzlikens. We'll see how he responds uh, in this game. He actually played, I thought, a better game against the New York Rangers. Uh, a solid effort because he did face 40 shots. He turned aside 37. I know the Rangers came back and won, but I thought it was one of his better games. But consistency has been an issue. He got pulled against Florida in the start that he had before that, and he has given up at least three goals versus Leakins in uh, five of his last eight starts. So it's not exactly what you want to see. So uh, over six and a half here, Columbus four straight overs. Uh, we look at the uh, series history, and again, three of the last five have gone over the total. Uh, here in Columbus, we have seen three of the last four meetings go over the total between these two teams, 21 and eight long term, 21 of the last 29 games in Columbus with the Penguins and Jackets have gone over. So uh, we're going to go over and we're going to look at the draw a little bit here in this one. And as far as props go uh, for this uh, game, uh, you look at the uh, Columbus side, Adam Fantilli is the one you start and end with Adam Fantilli. He's been vocal in the dressing room. He's picking his game up offensively. He's starting to really, really look good out there, comfortable. Uh, points in three straight games and back-to-back -back games with a goal uh, for the uh, number three overall pick, Adam Fantilli. So uh, definitely liking this uh, Adam Fantilli props tonight uh, in this game for the uh, uh, Jackets. I think that is where you've got to start. Uh, Crosby's been magnificent. Um, it's just a, a pleasure to see him playing at such a high level still. Uh, after all these years, 36 years old now, seven goals, eight assists on the season, but he's got goals in two of the last three games. And more importantly, uh, Sidney Crosby on a very impressive eight game point streak right now, eight game point streak, 10 points for uh, Sidney Crosby during that uh, 10 game point streak. So whatever you can find for Crosby, you know, probably worth a look. And uh, I think if I'm not mistaken against this Columbus team, he's done some damage uh, in the past against this uh, division uh, foe. So, uh, Crosby for sure for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, it's been a, a a good run. This is a promising run. This is the first little you know time all year where I've said to myself, "Well, Pittsburgh's putting some things together." Malkin, by the way, seven points in the last five games for him. So Crosby, Malkin, the two stalwarts, uh, they have been noticeable. Eric Carlson's got a boatload of points as well. He's on a five-game point streak: two, four, six, eight, nine points for him in the last five games. For the Pittsburgh Penguins, Gensel's on a four-game point streak with seven points, three goals uh, in the last four games. So it's one of those deals where if you're going to bet some Pittsburgh props tonight, spread the wealth. Crosby, Malkin, Gensel, Carlson on the back end. There's definitely multiple uh, multiple players you can roll with because there's multiple players riding on a good wave and a red-hot run in the short term offensively right now for this Penguins team. All right, Boston Bruins, Buffalo Sabres. We've got Boston minus 150 road favorites, six the total, shaded to the over here in this game. Uh, Buffalo, like I said, disappointing against the aforementioned Penguins the other night, return home, four and four on the year. Uh, the Bruins coming off a 3-2 overtime loss to the Montreal Canadiens. Um, they haven't lost two games in a row yet this season. Uh, and you talk about series domination, and uh, we've got that here with the Bruins and the Sabres. Really big-time domination. 38 of the last 51 meetings, Boston has won. Just in Buffalo alone, 20 of the last 26 visits to Buffalo, Boston has won. In the last 10 meetings overall, 9-1 and one, uh, are the Boston Bruins in the last 10 head-to-head -head, uh, encounters with the Buffalo Sabres. So, you know, I, I certainly think Boston probably bounces back and wins this game. 
Uh, it's not a team I'm in a rush to bet against coming off a, a loss. Uh, and like I said, this uh, Buffalo team uh, just hasn't been able to get on any sort of groove. I mean, I think two games is still the, the, the most they've won in a row this year. And just in the last six games in a row for Buffalo, they're in that win-loss, win-loss, win-loss pattern. Now, they are off a loss. So, you know, if you believe in that pattern, you, you think maybe they win tonight, but they just have not matched up well uh, against the uh, Boston Bruins. Boston won't be thrilled with losing to Montreal the other night. They dominated, dummied this Buffalo team. So uh, I certainly lean Bruins. I'm not going to really bet the game, uh, quite honestly, here in this one. Very odd to see that actually three straight meetings have gone uh, over the total uh, between the uh, Bruins and the uh, Sabres. Don't know if that's really going to continue here, though. I mean, Buffalo has surprisingly had their cons issues consistently finding the back of the net. You know, it's been it's been a grind for them just during the last three games. You know, we've seen the Buffalo Sabres score a grand total of five goals. That's not what's going to win you a lot of hockey games when you've got that kind of a production. And, you know, there's still uh, you know a couple of guys up front for them that are failing to really get rolling for them uh, at the offensive end of the ice. I mean, Tage Thompson is, you know, it's a slow six goals for him in the first month of the season is what I consider a slow start. No question about it for uh, Tage Thompson. And he's gone three straight without uh, scoring a goal right now. Uh, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So, you know, that's the issue right now uh, with Buffalo. You know, they have had not scored the goals we thought and they would this season. And the problem with that is they've not been improved enough defensively as far as, you know, being able to, when the goals aren't there, can you clamp down enough defensively? And they just haven't been able to do that consistently. The defensive game has come and gone, fits and starts. And you could say the same thing about the two goalies that have played the majority of the season for the Sabres. Devin Levi's had some great games. He had the struggles early on. He's actually been better, I think, since he's returned from that injury. And the same thing definitely goes for Uko Pekalukkanen. He's had a couple of bright games and better starts. And then he had, you know, not so good of a one against Pittsburgh. And the one goal that beats him, he's got to stop it. You know, the one that really put that game out of reach. Uh, for the uh, Buffalo or for the Pittsburgh Penguins against Buffalo uh, the other night, it will be Devin Levi tonight for the Sabers and Net Allmark for uh, Boston. Um, so right now, I think Boston probably wins this game. Don't want to go against them off a loss. Uh, it's a pass for me though, as far as this game sidewise totals wise. You're right, Zaka is definitely someone that comes to mind if I'm looking at props involving uh, the uh, Boston Bruins right now. It's just been very very consistent. Scoring goals. He got another goal the other night against Montreal. He's on uh, points now, I believe, for Pavel Zaka entering this game in nine of the last ten. So he's been very, very consistent. And he All right, we're back. Sorry about that. Uh, we had a, a couple of uh, issues, but uh, no, nevertheless, um, when you look at this uh, game here, uh, uh, definitely Pavel Zaka props. J.J. Paterka to me for Buffalo continues to be someone that uh, has been uh, a good, solid uh, you know, option for them offensively, no question. So uh, I think when you look at this game here from a uh, Buffalo standpoint, J.J. Uh, Paterka has actually been one of their better uh, forwards. So uh, when you look at it, I think definitely – uh, he would be the main target for props as far as the Sabres side goes uh, going into this game. All right, we move along here to uh, next game on this uh, Tuesday slate, uh, and it is the uh, Calgary Flames.
Flames against the Montreal Canadiens. We've got Calgary minus 160 road favorites, six being the total here uh, in this game. Um, I, I think when you look at this Calgary matchup, there's not a team I want to lay minus 160 with. I will tell you that right now, flat out. It's not, I'm not laying a price with them on the road of this magnitude. And uh, look, I think Dustin Wolf is going to be uh, a good goalie in time. But, you know, even the, uh, the, the the idea of having him up there in his debut the other night didn't exactly help this uh, Ottawa team. I don't think they played that great for him, which was very disheartening to see. Uh, he's been sent back down, by the way. Jacob Markstrom is healthy and in the net tonight for the uh, Calgary Flames. Sam Montembeau uh, will get the uh, start here for the uh, for the uh, Montreal Canadiens in this game. You know, I just don't want to lay minus 160 on the road with Calgary right now. You know, they're just a team that has not played that consistent brand of hockey enough. And the one thing you get from Montreal is I actually like the way they've competed here in recent games. You know, Marty St. Louis' team went through a little bit of a rough patch uh, earlier this uh, month, uh, actually more in October, you know, struggling to win games, uh, having some issues in their own end. But I definitely find that they have been a little bit better uh, here in recent games. We saw them get a nice uh, road uh, home win rather against Boston uh, on Saturday night. And I thought they played the Bruins as well uh, as they possibly could. You know, it was a really, really strong game from this young team. And, you know, they're going to be able to do that, you know, more often than not or, or on certain nights. They're going to have that potential to be able to win games like that uh, against teams when you don't necessarily expect it. Uh, it's going to come down to what they can get from, you know, their younger players. And you got to appreciate the way they were able to step up uh, for the Boston Bruins uh, in that game. Seven of Montreal's 15 games this year, by the way, have gone to overtime. So this is one of those deals where dog and draw are kind of interesting to me uh, here in this uh, game. Uh, plus 140 at, uh, with a little sprinkle on the draw with Montreal and a little sprinkle on the draw as well. You know, I don't mind that whatsoever looking in those two directions here uh, in this game. Uh, I do think we could see uh, this game go past regulation, just like Montreal, uh, their game against Boston did. Montreal, like I said, seven of their 15 games, that's almost half their games this year have gone past regulation. Two of the last three have, uh, five of the last 10 have. Uh, Calgary, of course, went to sh a shootout against Toronto uh, a couple of games ago to start this road trip. Uh, you look at head-to-head matchups with the Flames and the Canadians uh, last year, the game in Montreal also went beyond regulation. It was a two-to-one win uh, in a shootout for Montreal. In fact, Montreal has beaten Calgary five straight times coming into this game. So to me, this is Montreal plus 140. This is the draw. We're going to go with a little bit of both uh, here in this game. Uh, plus 140 draw as well uh, in this matchup, Flames and Canadians. Uh, as far as the um, the total here, nothing really all that uh, strong for me on the total. Uh, it could go either way as far as that goes. I'm not exactly rushing to bet an under with Markstrom, who continues to be, you know, up and down, uh, to say the least. Actually, his numbers are a little bit better this year, but that's another thing that would concern me. Markstrom, 2-6, and six, his record this year in eight starts, 2.91 goals against and a sub-900 save percentage below 900 for him. That's not exactly what you want to see out of a minus-160 uh, road favorite and a Calgary team that overall in their last 10 games, just 2-8. and eight. The wins were against Seattle and Nashville. And are Seattle and Nashville playing great hockey this season? Uh, and overall, not really uh, at this point in time. So uh, a little bit on Montreal, a little bit on the draw here for me as well. And again, go to FanDuel if you're, if you're betting uh, these uh, draw 
uh, wagers because I find that often the best price is there. Uh, you'll get a good number and a good price with the draw there. Again, once again at uh, FanDuel, uh, where you can find plus 380 uh, there for the uh, draw. So uh, definitely um, good stuff, a good, good price, good value. Uh, we have a history of these two teams going to overtime or a shootout. Uh, Montreal, especially this year, have been the kings of going past regulation. So definitely, I think, a close game overtime potential here with the uh, Flames and the Canadians. All right, Vegas and Washington. Uh, as far as props, uh, quickly, um, Zary, you're right. Connor Zary has uh, scored in multiple goals. The, the kid has looked very much at home. Uh, he's gotten a points in four of the five games since he's been called up and since he's been in the lineup. So I have no issue with that. Uh, definitely uh, could look in that direction. Um, for them. Uh, and then for Montreal, uh, we talk about how Mike Matheson actually is all of a sudden, you know, ripping that puck from the blue line goal prop assist prop. And he's been scoring a bit lately as well. Sean Monahan's on a pretty good run as far as points are concerned. Uh, so there are definitely some uh, prop looks for me uh, right now in that game as well. Cuban Wayne Gretzky says, Brendan Gallagher, actually Brendan Gallagher has per per perked up a little bit for the uh, Montreal Canadiens here in recent games. Uh, three goals in the last six games for him, and you know you're going to get a great price on his props. Uh, Vegas and Washington. We've got Vegas minus 155, a road favorite, six the total uh, in this one. Uh, Vegas, of course, uh, did the old uh, trip to the White House for the uh, Stanley Cup champion uh, yesterday since they are in Washington to uh, take on the uh, Capitals. Uh, and now they start this uh, long uh, road trip here in Washington tonight. Uh, they bounced back from two straight losses to take down the uh, San Jose Sharks, 5 nothing uh, in their uh, last game. It was a very impressive, a dominant effort, uh, well, as impressive as beating San Jose can be. It's not like you're beating a uh, a good hockey team, but still very uh, solid win. 4-1 and one on the road this year, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll see if they can carry over that success. They pretty much dominated Washington here, winning five straight and six of the last seven head-to-head uh, -head meetings in this series, including uh, two straight here uh, in Washington between these two teams. Although both games are very tight, very competitive. Uh, one nothing and 3-2 victories for Vegas in their last two visits to Washington uh, going into this game. I do think they get the win here. What I'll probably do is I'll do a little minus one and regulation split here uh, with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights in this game. Uh, I could see this one, you know, being, you know, regular. Uh, I could see this one being close, but the one thing I want to point out with Washington here during this Nice little run they put together uh, where they've gone six and two in the last eight games. You know, they had two pretty good wins against New Jersey, but they beat a struggling Minnesota team, San Jose, Columbus. Um, you know, it's, it's some the wins of just uh, the Islanders aren't playing great hockey right now. So it's not like they've played someone in the strat or beaten someone rather uh, in the stratosphere of the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, you look at the other losses, Toronto. Uh, and Florida, better teams. You know, Washington hasn't won those games. So for me, here it is going to be Vegas, and I'll split it up minus one and regulation uh, with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights in this game. I actually would lean under the total. You're right. I, I feel right now with Washington, they've been an under machine. They've improved a little bit with their D and their goaltending from both the uh, Lindgren and uh, Kemper combination has played a little bit better. Uh, but they still consistently, as far as scoring goals are concerned, you know, it's going to be a, a struggle for them uh, oftentimes because once you get past Ovechkin, once you get past uh, Oshie, uh, who actually had a tough season so far, Wilson, Strom, you know, asking the depth forwards to step up and produce for Washington consistently 
is a concern I have of theirs. So I would lean under, but for me, Vegas minus one and uh, regulation in this game. As far as player props go, not too much. I could see this being a low-scoring game, and if you look at the last two times these teams played in Washington, both stayed under. Uh, you could expect maybe more of the same here in this one, but you look at the uh, lineup combinations uh, moving forward. There are going to be, uh, I believe, some uh, changes here uh, as far as the uh, Washington uh, Capitals. I believe they've made a, a couple of uh, changes to their power play, uh, if I'm uh, not mistaken here. Uh, yeah, it looks like they've moved up uh, uh, Strom a little bit out of the top. Yeah, Strom is always the one I'm interested in as far as uh, Washington because he has played pretty well uh, lately for them. As far as Vegas goes, I'll tell you what line has been very good for them uh, lately. Uh, William Carlson's been excellent. Uh, William Carlson, certainly, if you're going to look at some offensive props involving the Vegas Golden Knights, he's streaky as fuck, William Carlson. But right now, he has uh, eight points uh, in the last, or sorry, two, uh, seven points in the last five games, and he has five goals during that span as well. So there is no doubt William Carlson is the red hot commodity at the moment for the Vegas Golden Knights. There is no question. So uh, I think the props start and end there with him tonight. Uh, in this game. I think he's been uh, absolutely terrific uh, for them. Uh, keep an eye on uh, Will Carrier, Michael Amadio. Uh, Carrier had an assist against San Jose. He's on the second line now, so he's been bumped up the lineup. Uh, Amadio has not scored in six games, but he's getting more ice time now, playing with Stone and with uh, Carrier. Uh, so that could be something you look at uh, in this game, a little bit of a, a, an undervalued commodity, potentially uh, Amadio and Carrier on the second line for the Golden Knights alongside Mark Stone. All right, next up, we've got uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the St. Louis Blues. Tampa Bay minus 130, uh, road favorites in this game, six and a half the total. Um, I like the over here in this game. I definitely think we're going to see some goals. I have to admit, I never thought we'd see St. Louis, you know, turn things around offensively to this degree. But, you know, you did hang an eight spot uh, just recently on the uh, – Colorado Avalanche on the road. So clearly you're doing something right offensively if you're doing that. Uh, and look, this Tampa Bay team, they have just not been that same defensive group. Uh, and obviously not having Andre Vasilevsky has been a big part of it. Although Vasilevsky practicing with the team and what uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and John Cooper have said about it is that Vasilevsky could be back by the end of the month or early December. So we are talking about maybe a couple of weeks away from the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning having their number one goalie and arguably the best goalie in the in the league and in the sport back in between the pipes and Andre Vasilevsky. So uh, keep an eye on that. But for now, obviously, not quite ready to return. And tonight it'll be Jonas Johansson once again in net for the uh, Lightning. Uh, Jordan Binnington getting the nod for the uh, St. Louis Blues. But Tampa Bay, you know, four and one to the over in their last five games. Um, and you look at what's happened. They've sco they They either score goals or they give up goals or sometimes both that's what we've seen six to four against ottawa six to five against toronto five to three against montreal five three against chicago uh finally an under in their last game they got blanked by carolina for nothing um but obviously offensively you don't see the lightning shut out very often so i think they'll probably respond here with a better offensive performance against uh, a st louis team that uh, to their credit, actually, the last couple games, they played better defensively. Three goals allowed in their last two wins combined against Colorado and Arizona. But, you know, prior to that at home, they did give up five and a 5-2 loss to the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Um, and I think Tampa Bay coming off a shutout loss, you know, 
That doesn't happen to guys like Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, uh, and company very often. So you're probably going to see them come back strong uh, and end up uh, putting the uh, puck in the net tonight against uh, St. Louis. But meanwhile, like I said, the Blues have actually been really picking things up with their own offensive game. You look at their last five games, four scored against New Jersey, six scored against Montreal. They did have the 5-2 loss to Winnipeg. Uh, 2-1 win against Arizona, pretty tight game there, but then they explode for eight uh, against Colorado. Series history has been one that has been strong to the over. Uh, in fact, 4-0-1 uh, to the over in the last five meetings between these two teams. Uh, we've seen 4-3, 4-3, 4-2, 5-2, 4-2 in the last uh, five head-to-head meetings here between the uh, Lightning and the Blues. So uh, nothing for me on the side. Uh, I, I don't like the idea of fading Tampa Bay off a shutout loss, and they are still the better of these two teams. But, you know, St. Louis has played them tough. Uh, Tampa Bay has not played well on the road, as we know. They're only 2-5 and five on the road this year. You can't like that, you know, as far as laying a price with them on the road. So I'm just going to stick to the total here uh, with over 6.5 uh, at around minus 110. And as far as uh, props go uh, for this game, Lightning and Blues, Hagel on the top line, still undervalued. Paul and Barre Boulay playing with Stamkos goes without saying. You know, we continue to look their direction as far as props go. And for St. Louis, do we even have to say it anymore? It's Robert Thomas uh, until proven otherwise. Uh, Robert Thomas has been excellent uh, for the Blues, no question about that. He had his five-game goal streak snapped, believe it or not, in that 8-2 win against Colorado. They scored eight goals. He didn't score any of them, but he still had four assists and four points in that game. And from a point-scoring standpoint, six-game point streak for Thomas, four, five, six, eight, nine, ten points for him uh, in the last five games. So no question about that. He has been the catalyst for the Blues' uh, resurgence, if you will, uh, offensively, uh, no doubt. Uh, And then someone else to keep an eye on because he's a streaky guy. He got a hat-trick in the win against Colorado. He now has uh, six points in the last, or five points in the last four games, and that's Pavel Buchnevich who's now on that top line with the uh, Thomas and Kapanen duo. So uh, there's some props of interest for me here uh, with the uh, Lightning and the Blues tonight in that one. All right, next game up, Anaheim-Nashville. We've got Nashville minus 180, home favorite, six the total, shaded to the over in this game. This is where I want to back Anaheim now, okay? This is is the sweet spot, okay? When they're a favorite or when they're playing, you know – teams that you know they're more expect they're expected more to beat um that's not exactly where i like to bet anaheim this is where i want them you know this is a spot here where they're getting a nice price they're going on the road where they've actually played solid hockey this year you know the last time we saw anaheim on the road they played pretty well they're four and two this season in their six road games and on that last road trip you know they knocked off the boston bruins uh, in overtime very impressive fashion uh, in that game uh, they put a 7-4 beat down on Philadelphia. Uh, they beat Pittsburgh in a game where the refs were trying to, I think, give the game to the Penguins. Uh, and they ended up beating uh, Pittsburgh 4-3 uh, in that uh, game. So this is now where I want Anaheim. You know, Anaheim in this spot. You know, on the road, they've played, they've been very, they've shown to be very comfortable, you know, away from home. And I think you might see more of that here uh, in this game. I think the draw is worth a look, too. If you look at it uh, last year, uh, two of the three meetings in the regular season between the Ducks and Preds went beyond regulation. So this is going to be kind of like what I'm uh, going to do with the Montreal uh, side against Calgary. We're going to split between the dog and the draw here. 
uh, with uh, this one. Anaheim and Nashville. Anaheim, again, you can get it plus 160, uh, plus 155. And the draw, you're going to probably get a pretty good price on that here. I'm just looking at FanDuel. Uh, Anaheim-Nashville draw, plus 360. Uh, here in this game. So pretty good price with that. I think a sprinkle on both of those is a good way to go here. Anaheim plus 150, plus 160, and also uh, the draw here, which you can get at plus 360. Alex who's in the chat. Uh, he likes uh, the first period over here, one and a half minus uh, 135 uh, in this game. We did see uh, two of the three games go over the total last season between these two teams. And surprisingly, you know, we've seen Nashville where they've had this run of six straight games with at least six total goals. So if you believe in that, this total is only at six. So push worst case scenario, you know, if you're buying into the uh, Nashville uptick in offensive uh, production, really on both sides, they've scored a little bit more than they normally do, but they've also given up some more goals than they normally do, especially the last two games that they lost on that road trip. I mean, uh, they give up or the last two games, uh, overall, they give up six to Winnipeg at the end of the road trip. They come back home uh, and they allow seven goals uh, in the loss to the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So uh, all of a sudden trying to clean things up defensively, Nashville, after these last two games. John Gibson and UC Saros are in net. And uh, I also want to point out, too, that uh, the the, de- the defensive struggles, which have increased for this uh, Nashville team the last few games, I think it probably coincides with McDonough being out and he's still out with the lower body injury. He's not back uh, tonight. This will be the fifth straight game he's missed uh, due to the lower body injury that he has currently. And if you look at Nashville in the last four games without him, they're only one and three. They did beat Edmonton the first game without him five, two, but after that, they give up four goals to Calgary, lose four, two, six goals to Winnipeg, lose six, three. And then the seven goals to Arizona, they lose seven to five. So one and three without McDonough. The last three games, 0 and three without him. And in those three games, they've allowed 17 goals uh, in those three games combined. So that is a missed, missed component on that blue line, without a doubt. The veteran, uh, Ryan McDonough here for this Nashville team. That's oftentimes what you got to look at. There are certain defensemen where the team, A, has depth to replace them, quality depth, and B, they can get by without them and they don't make as big of an impact. But clearly that's been the case for McDonough, much like it was has been with with Spurgeon that we've talked about all year. Jared Spurgeon being out for Minnesota, you know, and they have really had a tough time, you know, defensively without him. And it's been that way now for Nashville here these last few games. Without Ryan McDonough, they have been hurting as far as keeping the puck out of their own net uh, is concerned. So uh, prop-wise in this game, I mean, for Anaheim, McTavish and uh, is number one on the list. I mean, McTavish, every game he's making things happen. Now, Frank the Tank for Toronto has finally started to cool down a little bit, you know, after the uh, red-hot start, although he did have a get back on the beam after four straight games without a goal to score two and have an assist against San Jose. So does he get back on the beam again? You could look in his direction, but no, McTavish has been consistent, scoring goals, piling up points, uh, no question about that. Uh, Alex Kalorn, by the way, moving up to the uh, Carlson and Terry line, uh, for the uh, Ducks playing on the uh, top line. Uh, someone in the chat mentioning Leo Carlson. He's been very impressive. Of course, he had a hat trick and a losing effort against Philadelphia. Uh, five, six goals on the season, two assists, eight points, four points in the last two games combined. So don't mind uh, any of those options as far as Anaheim is concerned. Another key injury, too, for Nashville and what would concern me about them, not only tonight, but moving forward, is Thomas Novak. You know how hell of an over, uh, how, how hell of an underrated player, I should say, he is. 
26-year-old center. He's out four to six weeks, upper body injury. The guy already has 12 points this year, six goals and six assists for the uh, Nashville Predators uh, in a span of uh, 14 games. So you think about that. Thomas Novak has almost been a point-per-game player for the Nashville Predators this year. 12 points in 14 games for them. So that is another big loss for Nashville to go with McDonough on the blue line. So they're a very vulnerable minus 180 favorite, in my opinion, uh, here in this game tonight against the uh, Anaheim Ducks. All right, next up, we continue along. We've got uh, New Jersey and Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg minus 140, minus 145 home favorites. uh, Six and a half the total in this game. So... I pretty much after that, after what I saw against Washington and, you know, I, I, I did take New Jersey. I recommended New Jersey in that game. It was, uh, I believe, uh, over the, was it, yeah, it was Friday night game, I think last week. I thought, you know, I know that they don't have Jack Hughes. It's a big gaping absence, big gaping hole, big loss. Um, and they don't have Nico Heeshear and that's your top two centers, but surely you'd be good enough here maybe to still be able to take care of business against the, uh, Washington Capitals when you already lost to them and they couldn't. And now we have seen New Jersey with a a big enough sample size uh, and a big enough body of work without Jack Hughes and without Nico Heeshear, you know, since those two guys have been out where they haven't looked like the same team. They haven't been as good. That's just the bottom line. Your, your results dictate the way you play. Your record says what you are, and without Hughes and Heeshear, this is a one and three hockey team. And the only win was against Chicago. And that Chicago game, by the way, they had to hang on uh, to win that game. It was not an easy or comfortable victory for the New Jersey Devils. But in the games without Heeshear and Hughes, they lose 4 1 to St. Louis. They uh, have that brutal defensive nightmare of a game against Colorado, lose 6 to 3. Uh, and then they come back home and really not a great effort or performance against Washington, losing 4 to 2. So, uh, tough times wanting to back this New Jersey team and the betting markets are on to the struggles too because Winnipeg's taking money. This opened minus 125 up to minus 145 uh, here in this game. Um, I grabbed it early, uh, minus 130 uh, with Winnipeg, minus 145. I'd probably pump the brakes a little bit, but I know I don't want to back New Jersey right now given their uh, struggles uh, at the moment uh, without Heeshear and without Hughes. And this is no disrespect to, and it's not that the guys that are, moving up the lineup at center are doing a bad job. And in fact, you know, Dawson Mercer and Michael McLeod, the top two centers right now, I don't put any blame on them. They're, they're doing the best they can. And if you actually look, um, Michael McLeod's on a three-game point streak, and I still think his pro- props are very undervalued now that he's up as the number one center. One goal, three points in the last three games. Dawson Mercer was ice cold. He finally moves into the second center hole for this New Jersey team uh, between uh, to Foley and Holtz, and, and all of a sudden he now has uh, points in two of the last three games and goals in two of the last three games for New Jersey. So I don't blame them. They're doing the best they can. They're doing everything they can to the best of their ability. But it's just that their effort in the top two center spots is not enough to overcome what they're losing in those two spots from the absence of Hughes and Heeshear. So that ends up being the issue here uh, with the uh, New Jersey Devils at the moment. So we'll see how this game goes. It's been a struggle for the uh, Devils, no question. Uh, Winnipeg, by the way, here in Winnipeg, they have done very well against New Jersey. I think this has been a tough place to play for the Devils over the years. Uh, five and one for Winnipeg 
and, and for the Jets hosting the Devils in the last six meetings. Uh, we'll see how this one goes. You know, we have seen the New Jersey Devils as well, um, you know, in this last uh, couple of games. They've definitely, their defensive game has taken a hit. There's no question. They've given up, you know, four to St. Louis, six to Colorado, four to Washington uh, during this span. And offensively, they have slowed down a little bit uh, during this span. So we'll see how this goes. But I think offensively, maybe they can pick it up. And defensively, though, they continue to have issues as far as keeping the puck out. And when you lose a guy that's one of the best two-way forwards and one of the best defensive forwards in the NHL and Nico Hishier, I guess you should say it can be expected that they're going to struggle a bit more defensively as they have. But then you look at the Winnipeg side of the equation. Uh, this team is lighting up the scoreboard. It really is uh, incredible to see. I mean, they have scored five, five, six, and they did get subdued by Dallas 3-2 over the weekend. But still, that's over their last four games. This Winnipeg Jets team has scored a grand total of uh, 18 goals in their last four games combined. That is well over an average of four goals per game uh, during that span. So, um, you know, when I look at this situation, um, I definitely think the overs in play here, six and a half. The games in Winnipeg have gone over the total between these two teams. So, I do like the over a little bit here, six and a half, minus 110. I did grab Winnipeg early. Now I would, it's getting up there a little bit, minus 150. I say if you haven't bet Winnipeg yet and you still want to, maybe you look at a minus one or a regulation line, get a little bit of a better price uh, with the Jets here in this game. Uh, and as far as props, like I said, I think McLeod and Mercer, and to a lesser extent, even Alexander Holtz now is in a top six role. He's a first round pick. They expect offense from him. Now, he hasn't had a point in the last three games. That would be my concern, but still would look in that direction. And for the Winnipeg Jets, you know who we're going back to the well with. He's really started to find his game. He's now scored in three straight games on a six-game point streak for the Jets. That's Cole Perfetti uh, right now for the Winnipeg Jets. Cole Perfetti on an absolute roll right now. Goals in three straight games, not exactly being priced like it either. So decent prop looks there. Uh, in this game. All right, next up, we've got the uh, Arizona Coyotes and the Dallas Stars. Dallas minus 250, uh, home favorites, six the total in this game. Uh, Arizona off a big-time explosion offensively against the uh, Nashville Predators, uh, winning that game by a score of 7-5 to five, uh, in Music City uh, the other night. Now they will continue their uh, road trip here uh, as they take on the uh, Dallas Stars uh, in this game. Uh, Dallas returning home from a very a uh, successful road trip, not exactly what I call a bet on spot, you know, finishing up that three game. Now it wasn't a long road trip for them, but three game road trip. They won every game, Columbus, Winnipeg, Minnesota, a beat down over the hapless, struggling, floundering uh, Minnesota wild uh, on Sunday. So a very nice road trip overall for the uh, Dallas stars, but now they're back home. They're laying a significant number. We know it's a scrappy, feisty little team here that the Arizona Coyotes have. Now, unfortunately, Dallas has had the better of it against them. Uh, last year, they played each other four times, 4-0 sweep for the Dallas Stars. Uh, and you didn't even get any of the games going to overtime uh, necessarily in uh, against them. But it's a different animal here. Um, I'm going to just sprinkle ever so slightly on Arizona and the draw. Just small bets here. Uh, just think this is a really, really tricky spot for the Stars off a successful road trip. And keep in mind, they have a little bit of a reverse home road split going on. Dallas 7-2 and two on the road this year, but just 3-2 and two at home uh, coming into this game tonight. So haven't exactly been an absolutely tremendous 
home team this season, the uh, Dallas Stars. So it's just it's just too lofty of a price for me, especially when you get this Arizona team that look even in the losses. Look at Arizona's schedule. They lost five four to a great LA Kings team, four three in overtime to Anaheim, five three to Winnipeg, competitive game, two one to St. Louis. They've been right there in every game. Each of the last four losses for Arizona, you know, they have alternated wins and losses in their last eight games. And all four of those losses, four and four of their last eight games, all four of those losses, they're right there. They're right there in the game with a chance to win. So uh, absolutely, you know, uh, given the dubious nature of this particular scheduling spot for Dallas, successful, uh, perfect road trip. Uh, Look, Ottinger and Nett, we know how good he can be. And I think he is starting to round into form. He's got a good record, 7-2, and 2.19 goals against, 9.29 save percentage. He's in net for the uh, Stars Vimalka. Karel Vimalka gets the uh, nod for the uh, Coyotes. Uh, he had a couple, three straight starts in a row, which were subpar. He was a lot better, albeit in a losing effort, uh, against uh, St. Louis uh, in his last start. But just a, a bit of a tricky spot for Dallas, given the situation here off that uh, uh successful, perfect road trip. And they're laying a too big of a price just for my liking. I would add this number closer to, you know, 200, 210, but this shot up to minus 250 uh, earlier today. And at that point I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to get a little tempted here by uh, the Arizona Coyotes in this spot. So a uh, little bit on Arizona here, which you can get in the uh, plus uh, 205 to plus 210 range. And the draw for sure in this game is one, and especially considering Arizona's had this propensity to play It'd be right there in every game, even the games they've lost. You can get plus 400 at FanDuel for the draw. So outstanding value there as far as that goes. So uh, like I said, going against the grain, it's not easy to fade Dallas right now. They're playing great. They are one of the better teams in the NHL, the Western Conference. But just based on the price and the spot combined, we're taking a shot here. Arizona and the draw for me in this game. I actually think the over could be in play here. Arizona, believe it or not, they're scoring lately. They've trended over 7-2 and two to the over in their last nine games. And the Dallas Stars, I mean, offensively, this has been a nice little run that they've put together. You know, going back to eight games ago, or really nine, yeah, eight games ago against Columbus, uh, five goals, four, four. They did get shut out by Vancouver, uh, two against Boston. But again, Boston is going to try to tighten things up when you play them. They score five against Columbus, three against Winnipeg, the eight spot you know, against the Minnesota Wild. So the Stars are really in a good groove right now offensively. And with this total being at uh, six here in this game, uh, I would look at the uh, at the over as well, six minus 120. And then prop-wise in this game, uh, Arizona, uh, you know, Lawson Krause, Michelli, Logan Cooley, uh, consider looks there as far as those players go. And then for Dallas, uh, there are a lot of players that are right now in pretty good form at the moment for them offensively. Matty Duchesne is uh, finally starting to get comfortable here with Dallas. He's on a three-game goal streak, six points in those three games. Uh, again, the value is not going to be nearly as good uh, as far as his props, but uh, Matt Duchesne certainly uh, is starting to get into a groove here. Uh, with this Stars team offensively. And it goes without saying Wyatt Johnston, Mason Marchment, players like that. Joe Pavelski is another one that's been able to uh, get some uh, offense going for this team. Has had uh, a pretty decent start to the uh, year. So uh, no question, there are some uh, decent looks here in this game uh, as far as I'm concerned with uh, player props on the uh, Dallas side as well. Duchesne, Marchment, Wyatt Johnston, uh, they definitely all uh, stand out here. Uh, as far as uh, player prop looks here for this game for the uh, Dallas Stars. 
Uh, all right. Uh, by the way, thank you to uh, everyone in the chat. We appreciate it very much. Uh, hit the like button. In uh... All right. Sorry about that. We are back again. Uh, knocked off a couple of times. I think they were doing some area maintenance with the uh, the internet, so I think that's played a part in it. My apologies, but again, um, getting back to just if, uh, in case you didn't get the last part of it with Dallas, Matt Duchesne's on a heater right now for them. Three straight games with a goal. He's really starting to find a comfort zone again uh, with this Dallas team. And then on the flip side, Wyatt Johnston, Joe Pavelski, Mason Marchment. These are guys that have really been. Uh, catalysts as well offensively for them. So I think if you look at those four individuals in particular for Dallas tonight, uh, definitely uh, you can look at uh, some some of those players. Uh, Duchesne, uh, Pavelski, Johnston, Mar Marchment uh, as pretty good uh, player prop options here in this game for the uh, Dallas Stars. All right, we have reached our final game of this uh, Tuesday uh, NHL slate, and it is the Florida Panthers and the San Jose Sharks. Florida minus 300 now. Uh, in some spots, uh, the total six and a half shaded to the over. I think I'm going to stay out of flow of, of um, San Jose games for now. Like we had a nice little run early in the season where there were still some value trying to fade this wretched team. Uh, and now, you know, you're going to get just these absorbent, exorbitant prices uh, every time out. You know, you got a team like Florida, which is a good team, but not a great team, you know, at the moment. And here they are laying minus 300 on the road. So it's just very, very difficult to find the value to fade San Jose right now. Uh, odds makers are, you know, really trying to make it, you know, impossible and try to price you out, you know, betting against this San Jose Sharks team. But at the same time, I know I don't want San Jose. I, I know that. So um, I look at this as a game where I just don't want much to do with it unless I bet props, you know, and that's probably what I would be looking at here uh, in this game against the, with, with the uh, Panthers and the Sharks. Um, I do want to point out though, as far as series history goes, Florida, has just completely and utterly dominated this team. Nine straight head-to-head -head victories for the Florida Panthers uh, over the San Jose Sharks. Uh, that being said, in San Jose last year, the game did go to a shootout. You know, it was a competitive game. Florida gets the 4-3 shootout win uh, between uh, the Panthers and Sharks last year, the one visit that Florida made uh, to the Shark Tank. But Florida's playing really nice hockey right now, four straight wins. Uh, what I've been impressed with, too, is Ekman Larson for as much heat as he took in Vancouver, and rightfully so. He was god-awful for them last year. Uh, he's chipping in for points from the blue line. He's been, you know, not making the same defensive gaffes that we have seen in the past uh, from him. Uh, Paul Maurice and the Florida Panthers have gotten all they possibly could want and get from Oliver ekman Larson in a very big time of need for them with no Aaron Ekblad and Brandon Montour, you know, for an extended period of time to start the year. So, uh, there's no doubt. Uh, we got to salute him. Gus Forsling has been good. They've gotten Nico Mikola, Dmitry Kulikov, Josh Mahura, this kid on the blue line that scored his first goal the other night too, uh, Uvis Balinskis uh, as well. Um, so credit to Florida's blue line. They've hung in there with two, easily their two best defensemen out, and here they are going to San Jose with a 9-5 and five record. Now they are only 3-4 and four on the road. So that's another thing that would, you know, it's why I'm not rushing to take Florida tonight. Even though you know I can't I can't put money on San Jose right right now. Even after those two wins, they played Philly and they played a discombobulated Edmonton team. 
They played someone good after that. They lost 5 nothing, and then they got beat down by Anaheim 4-1. to So back to the same old Sharks the last two games. Uh, and um, But um, I don't want to take Florida at this price. I would just look at some props. And for me, uh, there's some clear choices. Sam Reinhart, absolutely on fire for the uh, Panthers. Uh, Evan Rodriguez as well, five points in the last three games. Reinhart props, uh, Evan Rodriguez props. Uh, Carter Verhage has three goals in the last four games. He's heating up. Uh, Matthew Kachuk, it was only a matter of time before he finally got it going. He scored now a couple of goals in the last uh, few games, and he is on a six-game point streak uh, for the uh, Florida Panthers. They just got Sam Bennett back uh, from a lower body injury. Uh, you know, it might take him a couple games to get up to speed, but they're getting definitely contributions from multiple players right now. This is this uh, Florida Panthers team. As far as uh, San Jose goes, like obviously you don't want to pepper the board as far as props go with some of the, with this team, a team that can be so offensively challenged. But, you know, if you're going to look at anybody right now for the uh, Sharks, uh, William Eklund does have three points in the last four games uh, for this team. And, and we do have a move up the lineup for uh, Daniil uh, Gushin, uh for the uh, San Jose Sharks. He's been recalled from uh, the minor leagues. Uh, and he is lighting it up there with the, ooh, Barracuda. It's the San Jose Barracuda. Uh, he is doing a nice job down there. Uh, 11 games at the AHL level, four goals and nine assists for Daniel Gushin, uh in those 11 games. And he's going to get an opportunity now tonight. It looks like on the second line for the San Jose Sharks in this game, making his NHL debut with Michael Granlin and Luke Cunning uh, on the uh, second line tonight for the uh, Sharks. So. If you can stomach it, we are talking about a player for the San Jose Sharks, but if you can stomach it, you know, he is going to get opportunity here uh, and second line and a second line spot for the uh, San Jose Sharks tonight, assuming that there is no change between now and uh, opening faceoff. Uh, by the way, I do want to update the goalie situations on a couple of these games that I didn't get to. New Jersey Winnipeg is Akira Schmid in net for New Jersey, Connor Hellebuck for uh, Winnipeg, and this Florida San Jose game, Anthony Stolarz. The backup as they give Sergei Bobrovsky a night off. Uh, Stolarz in net for uh, Florida and Mackenzie Blackwood uh, in net for the uh, San Jose Sharks. I'm just going to take a look to see what the uh, price is on uh, Daniil uh, Gushin here uh, tonight for the uh, San Jose Sharks. But it looks like plus, actually not as much as I would have thought, plus 380 at Caesars, plus uh, 340 at DraftKings. So the price isn't as big as I would have thought on him. So, um, but still worth a look because you're going to definitely get um, a pretty good uh, uh, opportunity for him playing uh, for the uh, San Jose Sharks. All right, good stuff. That is the Tuesday card. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Over 200 live viewers. Hit the like button. Make sure you're a Nice Guys Family Plan member and subscriber. Just $9.99 US per month. Make sure you sign up. Uh, daily betting card, the player props, Alex's live wagers are posted there. Uh, and of course, we're going to have a, a, lots of bonus content. We're going to have more bonus content once football uh, winds down. We're going to have more time to do bonus shows, bonus videos, bonus content. But we will continue to have our special exclusive betcasts in the meantime there, including next week. We're just going to drop it on you next week, Alex and I. We're going to just start a live betcast one day next week and just say, here you go, everybody. An impromptu live betcast for our family plan members and subscribers exclusive to them as well as the Patreon members. So uh, make sure you join us next week for that. 
looking forward to it. And also make sure you check out the Ice Guys store uh, as well to get your merch. Uh, Alex B. Smith on under the weather today, but he's in the chat. Uh, and he does want to mention his best bet uh, in the chat. And I will mention that in a moment when we get to best bets. Uh, but first, we're going to go to the bargain bin special of the night. And, of course, Alex is uh, abstaining tonight uh, from bargain bin uh, special uh, on this uh, big uh, Tuesday card. Uh, last night, I took a shot with Simon Holmstrom, of course, for the um, New York Islanders. And uh, it doesn't help when the team as a whole only gets uh, one uh, goal in that hockey game. So, unfortunately, uh, no dice there uh, with um, uh, Simon Holmstrom in that game for the um, New York Islanders. Uh, as far as tonight, uh, there's a couple options that stand out here uh, as far as uh, player props go for uh, this game or for this card tonight, I should say, with uh, uh, the way it looks. Uh, for me, though, uh, I'm going to go to – let me just see what we can find here. I just want to make sure it makes, makes the uh, price threshold. It does make the threshold. I'm going to go to Pittsburgh and Columbus, okay? Penguins and the Blue Jackets. And we have a case of a young, you know, player, third overall pick, really starting to find his comfort zone. He's played really well for this team. You heard the passionate comments after the loss to the Rangers. He's sick of losing. He doesn't like it. He doesn't want it to last. He thinks this team is capable of better. Uh, and he has certainly played like a team or like a player that wants to lead his team out of the abyss and out of the struggles that they are currently in. He's been picking up his offensive production the last few games, and you can still get him at a good price. If he continues to show this you know, ability to score goals continuously and consistently, you're not going to get these prices for much longer. We're going to take Adam Fantilli for the Columbus Blue Jackets, plus 380 uh, at FanDuel. Uh, Adam Fantilli, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, plus 380 uh, for my uh, bargain bin special. Uh, of the night uh, for this uh, game here between the uh, Penguins and the uh, Blue Jackets. All right, it is time for my best bet here. Alex B. Smith, his best bet is going to be that first period over between the uh, Anaheim Ducks and the Nashville Predators. So that's Anaheim-Nashville first period over, one and a half, minus 135, Ducks and Predators for Alex with his best bet. My best bet for this uh, Tuesday card, um, an interesting slate for sure. I'm going to go with that lightning and blues uh, over six and a half minus 115. Tampa Bay, St. Louis over six and a half minus 110 minus 115. Uh, I like this look. Uh, it's been a series history trending over. Uh, Tampa Bay has gone over in four of their last five games. The blues have stepped things up offensively. And one underrated part about that over too, Eric Chernak is not going to play for the lightning. And Eric Chernak is a stay at home good in his own end type of defenseman, physical, rugged, and he blocks a shit ton of shots. He already has 18 blocked shots in 15 games this season for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So that is a big uh, component to keeping the puck out of the net for Tampa Bay that is not going to play tonight, that being Eric Chernak uh, for the uh, Lightning. So uh, that should help the St. Louis cause offensively. I like betting on a good offensive team. It's a top three power play team like Tampa Bay coming off a shutout loss the other night against Carolina. You would think they're going to want to bounce back at the offensive end of the ice. So the recipe is in motion here for goals in the Midwest here between the Blues and Lightning. So Tampa Bay, St. Louis, over six and a half, minus 115. Uh, for my best bet for this Tuesday NHL card. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button. 
uh, on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will be back with you tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of the Ice Guys. 